Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. I had the perfect evening last Friday night. I had a great week, productive week. Came home, had dinner. The house got quiet. The kids were all in bed. My wife was in bed. The dogs were asleep. I sat in my favorite leather easy chair. I fired up uh, an Upman number three, poured myself a brandy, and put my nose into False Impression, which is the brand new novel from Lord Jeffrey Archer, who I now get to welcome to Philadelphia. Jeffrey Archer, this is such a privilege for me, I, I can't begin to tell you. Thank you very much indeed, Michael, and I, I assume from that you enjoyed the book. Uh, I'm halfway through. Do not spoil the ending. I'm now about to tell you the ending. Oh, oh. No, you are not. But <laughs> you, you, you made me wait seven years. Yes. But it was been it's been worth the wait. You know what I love? I love the self-deprecation in the jacket. It says, Jeffrey Archer was educated at Oxford University, 
He has served five years in Britain's House of Commons, 14 years in the House of Lords, and two in Her Majesty's prisons. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Archer, you chose to write your prison diaries instead of cranking out a couple of novels during, uh, during that chapter in your life. Well, I did find it fascinating observing what was going on around me and writing those. But, of course, I did realize once I'd come out that this novel, False Impression, would be very, very important for me. I'm happy to say it went to number one in Australia. It came out in England last week. It's come in the first week at number two, and it starts in America. You, you're the first person I'm talking to. Uh, what a great honor for me. Jeffrey Archer has sold in excess of 120 million of his books and uh, has a catalog that is just in, incomparable. I have to tell you that Cain and Abel will forever be my favorite of your work, regardless of how many more you should write from now until you turn 150. Well, I think people are comparing this as the best thriller I've written. Uh, and if uh, what I will do, because I know you've reached halfway, is simply say to your listeners that it's a very simple story. It's I read in the New York Times that uh, after 9-11, several people listed missing presumed dead were not missing presumed dead. They disappeared because of financial reasons, matrimonial reasons, even criminal reasons. And I thought what a fascinating thing it would be to have a, a young professional woman just been sacked on the 82nd floor when the plane crashed into the South Tower. She escapes. She wakes up the next morning and discovers she's missing presumed dead and knows she has 48 hours when she can write an injustice, and off she goes. Now, I know you've reached at least there. Uh, Anna Petrescu. Anna Petrescu. God is her that. name, and uh, a, a graduate of my alma mater, at least where I attended law school, the University of Pennsylvania. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's, uh, I, I think, literally like the first page where you learn that Anna Petrescu is, is from Penn. What was the motivation in, in drawing in a, a Philadelphia reference? None particular. When I had the great honor of captaining Oxford against Cambridge, <laughs> of course, one of the Oxford and Cambridge against Pennsylvania and Cornell. It's sort of, in my heart, Cornell and Penn are special to me, as Harvard and Yale are, because those were the, the two big matches when I brought the Oxford and Cambridge team over. So I suppose Penn has a special place in my heart. One of the, uh, the, the critical elements of Jeffrey Archer's new work is self-portrait with a bandaged ear, uh, a van, one of the most famous, if not the most famous, of Vincent van Gogh's paintings. And you are photographed on the back jacket of the book standing next to uh, that masterpiece. Yes, that's currently. There are two of them. There are two uh, Vincent van Gogh's uh, self-portrait with bandaged ear. The one I'm standing next to is in the Courtauld Gallery in London. And, of course, the story is about the theft of the other one, the attempt by this man to steal a picture from an old lady in England and how my young girl in the, in the tower who escapes tries to get to the picture first. She's got a 48-hour start and she hits England just as the other man finds out, just as the, uh, uh, the villain finds out that she isn't actually dead. Lord Archer, did you have any trepidation about incorporating September 11 into your plot line? It's a very good point. I did, yes. The Australians loved it. The British didn't even comment. They said, that's fine. And I sat waiting for the New York editor to ring me and say, Jeffrey, we can't face it. And what I did with the American edition originally was cut that chapter down. She's on the 82nd floor. She's coming down out of the building. You experience the whole thing. I thought, we'll cut that down to 20 pages so that 
It's only one of 54 chapters. It'll hardly be noticed. And the editor rang up and said, my favorite chapter is her escaping from the South Tower. Any hope of doing it any longer? And I said, well, the original is 34 pages. She said, I want all 34 pages. And that's what you've got. You've, uh, you've now got the uh, total escape from the 82nd floor to her coming out of the murk. Uh, there's, there's never a formula to the, to the great work of, of Lord Archer, but there's always a hot woman. We hope so. Yes, yeah, don't we? <laughs> we are indeed. <laughs> we're great admirer of the opposite sex, and we're a great admirer of bright, intelligent women who can handle themselves and deal with bad men. Right, right. but you, you're right. You always make them very intelligent. But I, I have to tell you, with, with some chuckle Friday night, cigar perched between my lips, pouring the, uh, the brandy, I said, ah, okay, it's going to be Anna Petrescu this time. Fine with me. Yeah, yeah, she's a very special girl. Uh, Lord Archer, I have to just ask about your own catalog. When, when you when you think about not a penny more, not a penny less. When you think about Cain and Abel, a matter of honor, the Fourth Estate, and on and on and on. Which of those do you say I'm particularly proud of that work? Well, the fans are very complimentary about Cain and Abel. You're quite right. I mean, and and, and that that is mine. Twenty five million copies. The I will tell you one thing, this book, False Impression, has sold more in the first week in England. It sold 120,000 copies into the shops. It's on a third printing after 10 days. So I would say this looks as if it's going to break all the records. And your Liz Smith in this country, uh, the columnist, has come out saying, uh, move over, Dan Brown, the book to read is False Impression. Well, that, of course, is going to mean a lot of sales. So you're not, going to, uh, you're not going to answer the question as to which you're most proud of beyond the new work? I would, I'm sentimental about not a penny more, not a penny less. Just because of your, your, your background and what was going on in your world? Exactly, and how it saved my life. You know, Lord Archer, if... Uh, Jeffrey, please. If, Jeffrey, if someone were to, to, to write your memoirs, uh, if you were to write your memoir, I mean, it sounds like it's one of your novels. <laughs> I prefer people to read my novels. Do you have any? Do you have any plan of of writing about your life? No, I've. False Impression is my latest work. I'm going away to write twelve short stories because I've read written many short stories, which will be called Cat of Nine Tales. Nine of those stories will have come out of my prison experience, come from fellow prisoners, and then I am going to do what you have already said on this show is impossible, which has made me a little distressed. I am going away, uh, uh, Michael, with the intention of writing a new Cain and Abel, a new big blockbuster that I hope will be the best thing I've ever done in my life. Jeffrey, if, if I were to see you in your, your, uh, your natural environment writing, where are you? Paint the picture. What are you doing? I go to a, a, an island off Spain called Mallorca, where I have a house. I, I rise in the morning at 5. I work from 6 until 8. I take a two-hour break. I work from 10 until 12. I take a two-hour break. I work from two until four. I take a two-hour break. I work six until eight, light supper, in bed by ten, up again by five. Normally on a first draft, a false impression took 45 days, which is just about 330 hours. I then went into the final draft, I think was the 14th or 15th draft, about a 1,000 hours, nearly two years. Anybody who thinks it's easy can forget it. Are you writing Damned hard work? Are you writing longhand or are you working at a word processor? I don't know how to work a l- word processor. I couldn't even turn the machine on. I handwrite every single word 
with a felt-tip pen. And if I were to peek in the window in Mallorca, would I see that false impression had been you know, laid out on the wall in terms of the plot points and so forth? No, some authors do do that. What I like to do, which is slightly different, Michael, I like to write a synopsis to myself that no one else reads of the first three chapters, maybe four, and then it's very skeletal right the way through to the end. But I can promise you that after three chapters, it never goes in the direction you think it will go. And one of the things I'm most proud of is no one has ever written the letter to me in 25 years of writing. No one has ever written a letter saying I knew how it was going to end, partly because the truth is I don't know <laughs> how it's going to end. So how the hell can anyone else? You've obviously struck a chord already with false impression. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. 
or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. You've obviously struck a chord already with false impression. What was the turning point where Jeffrey Archer recognized I'm on to something with the new book? That's a very telling question because sometimes, Michael, it can be something very, very small indeed. It can be a comment. It can be, it can be someone saying something. It can be, it can be a shop ringing up saying we took 10 books, we've taken 25. It can be such a little thing. I heard this morning... Uh, I'd like to go back to your question and try and answer it, but I heard this morning that the sales in England were up 80% in one week. Well, now, that's what I call a late teller. That's, although it's only the second week, that's telling me something. But right back at the beginning, when you get someone who stops you in the street and says, I missed three appointments in the morning because of you, you bastard. Right. I picked it up at 8 o'clock and I finished it at 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Then you know. You don't have to ask anyone else. You well, know that's what's going to happen. Uh, uh, Mr. Archer, Jeffrey, do you remain a keen observer of UK politics? Oh, very much indeed, um, on a daily basis, and indeed fascinated by what is happening now. We, uh, The Labour Party looks as if it's going to be taken over by our Chancellor of the Exchequer, so Tony Blair will go and be replaced by Gordon Brown. And in the Conservative Party, we have a new, very young leader. He's only 40 years or 39 years old, leading the Conservative Party. And the uh, Liberal Party have been taken over by an old friend of mine called Ming Campbell, who I used to run against when I was a child. He's roughly the same age as I am. Is is any of uh, uh, that involvement in your future? No, I'm writing and loving it. I haven't. I'm putting everything into the writing at the moment, and I never enjoyed it more. Which is possibly why you you sense that energy in in this book is because I really have put so much into it. Well, I wondered if it, if it took a while for you to get it back. I mean, it has been seven years uh, since the last of, of the books, and I wondered, in sitting down to begin False Impression, did, were you rusty? I was frightened. Not rusty, Michael. I was frightened. Can I do it? Can I still make them turn the page? Can I still come to the end of a chapter and say, you've got to read the next chapter, or have I lost it? No, I wasn't rusty. I was frightened. And and to whom did you turn to share this work as soon as it was completed? When when Jeffrey Archer wants a sanity check, where does he go to say, "Would you read this? What do you think?" I have three pe- I have three people who read it uh, and give me an opinion. And one of them was in the same position as you, which is always frightening because you can't sure they'll be, be happy about the second half. One of them rang at the halfway mark on the first evening and said, "Don't worry, Jeffrey. This is." Just tell them to order more copies. <laughs> and I thought, that's it, we're okay. And I, big, big relief. But even then you say, but is that one person? Oh, will it happen? And then in Australia, they sold 90,000 hardback, which I've never done before. I, I know you do well all around the globe, but where, where are those other locales that are particularly strong for Jeffrey Archer? Well, America's the most important right. nation on earth. right. I've been number one on your New York Times list, your Los Angeles list. It's the number one place for me. And Cain and Abel, you went berserk. You you left it on the bestsellers list for 46 weeks. So, yes, America's the big place. My other success places are Britain, my own country, and Japan. I sell millions in Japan. Incredible. And I don't know why. You're, you're sort of the, uh, the, the, the dark side of the moon of the, the novel sect. 
You just uh, stay on the. Be, that may be the reason. You've never heard yourself described in that in those terms. Not quite like that, no. <laughs> Lord Archer, a great thrill for me. I hope I get to make your acquaintance. False impression at the midway point, and and by the way, I've only uh, stopped there because I need to spread this out. I don't want all my pleasure in one night. It's interesting you say that, Michael. There are fans who say different things. I loved your book. I couldn't put it down. The greatest compliment I had was when an Australian lady said, she said, I've got to the last 30 pages. And I thought, oh, my God, it must be a total failure. How right. could you possibly put it down? She said, Jeffrey, it was four in the morning. I was so tired. I said, I refuse to spoil this. <laughs> I'm going to put it down by the side of my bed. And tomorrow night, I'm going to come in fresh and take those 30 pages very slowly. So you're quite right. Initially, I was very sort of, well, I mean, why didn't you finish it? But then when she explained, I was very, very proud. It's a great privilege. Thank you so much for spending time with us in Philadelphia. Thank you, Michael, and thank you very much for your support. Jeffrey Archer, we appreciate it. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.